Hey there, to It's All Speechy, it's Natalie, your host and speech language pathologist. Welcome, welcome. We are sitting down to learn about all the things in regards to the field of speech and language pathology. I became curious about the things I did not know, so here we are learning all of them in one place. This is a place to really build a community within our field to share expertise and knowledge as well as learn from others who have done the hard work for us. Disclaimer, information discussed on this podcast is not based solely on my opinions, personal beliefs, or therapy practices. It is solely informational. I am learning from others just like you. This podcast does not take the place of skilled speech services or medical attention from a qualified healthcare provider. Let's get started. Leanna Valentin is a pediatric in-home speech-language pathologist who has worked with children throughout her 19-year career as an SLP. She started her own private practice in 2016 called SpeechWorks Therapy in Texas. Her life's mission is to do whatever it takes to help those whom she serves to be the best communicators they can be while helping families advocate for their children. Welcome, Leanna. Uh, It's all speechy. We're happy to have you. Thank you. It's such an honor to be on the show and speak to everybody. Yeah, I'm super excited. I mean, we've already been talking for, I don't know, close to an hour um, about like just speech and our lives, and it's just been already a blast. So I'm excited to kind of dig deeper into our topics for today, um, which we're going to kind of cover like making connections with families and patients and how really important that is for us as SLPs. Um, And then also your experience as a chronic pain sufferer while also running your own business. Yeah, it's it's interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Every every day is a challenge, but, you know, it's an opportunity. So we'll take it. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait. Um, We'll go into that a little bit. Um, in like the last half. So I'm excited to kind of learn about that. Cause like even me personally, I don't know a ton about chronic pain. So I'm excited to even increase my knowledge in something that I'm not as familiar with. Um, Leanna, can you kind of tell us like who you are, how you got to where you are, what you're doing right now? Sure. My name is Leanna Valentine. I am a sole proprietor, a pediatric in-home speech therapist. So I provide um, speech services direct to children one-on-one in their homes. I was doing daycare settings, but I cut that out once COVID hit, and I really Mm. haven't re-entered that space. Um, I started, I got my degree in 2003, and I have worked with pediatric population in the school setting and the home health setting. For 19 years, I started my practice part-time while I had a full-time school job in March of 2016 and then decided I need to do this full-time because no time like the present. And so Mm -hmm. June 2017, um, I ended my school contract and started full-time with a small stint working with geriatrics just to kind of keep the bills paid until my Mm -hmm. caseload um, increased. And then regarding my caseload, I don't niche for a specific area. 
that in our practice, which our scope is so wide, but, um, like my current caseload right now has multiple children with augmentative communication devices, and they're all different types, of course. And, um, some Arctic patients. I have, um, apraxia, expressive language development. I have two bilingual children on my caseload. Um, a voice patient, and I just discharged my two fluency patients. So my mm-hmm. my caseload is wide and varied, and I absolutely love it because yeah. I get to research and learn and challenge myself and mm-hmm. me and my patients and the families, like we all work together as a unit. And so I just think it's a wonderful opportunity. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of a big conversation right now. I feel like conversation's the wrong word. Where people are like, oh, do you stay general? Do you get the, like, certifications to find that niche? Or do you stay general? Like, oh, people say you should get that niche. And, like, then you'll become more highly sought after. The specialist, right. And I, I just, I don't know. I could do it. But for me, I got to have a challenge. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. if, if I did the same thing all the time, I don't think that I would be as on my game. Oh, I think sure. that it would just become very routine and it, mm-hmm. I would just kind of get into a rut without, I mean, without it being a negative sounding thing, it, it would just feel very autonomous, oh, very yeah. just going through the motions. And so, I, I mean, there, like you said, there's, pros and cons for both but mm-hmm. for me I decide that and like we were saying earlier that if it's not my wheelhouse I'm not gonna you know try to pretend mm-hmm. that oh yeah. yeah sure I will work on that but if I've had experience with it I'll say okay I've had this many patients on my caseload in the past with it or yes like for example I'm Beckman oral motor certified oh, so okay. for patients with dysarthria or that have hypo or hypertonicity, depending on if they have Down syndrome or cerebral palsy, and mm-hmm. not for necessarily speech movements, but for feeding and making sure that you know we're not having saliva management issues. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that I really enjoy, but yeah. it's not the sole interest in mm-hmm. what I provide. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I think that's one thing, like, I looked at, because I'm like, oh my god, like, had that little, like, minor freak out of, like, I need to find my niche, like, where do I go? And uh, then, yeah, it was kind of the same thing, like, I get bored. <laughs> like, I I like having the variety where, like, one yes. hour I can see an Arctic kiddo, there's another hour where I can have this little one-year-old coming in that isn't making any sounds, or I yes. can go to a PRN job and start working with memory or dimension, just like really keeping those skills going. Yeah, our practice is so broad. Mm -hmm. There are so many things in it. I mean, it's just like going into a candy store. Why would you want to get the same piece of candy when you can have all these other opportunities? So that's just my preference. I know, you know, everybody Mm -hmm. does their own thing, but that's me. Yeah. And there's even people like, I mean, they know what they want from the start of like school where they're like, that is my area. Like I was in there and I'm like, 
props to you. Like, I never had that right? moment of, like, this is mm-hmm. it. This is <laughs> This is what right? I want. So exactly. it's fun to see other people, meet other people and talk um, that have the same, like, oh, we don't have, like, four certifications for this one thing. And we've seen 90% of this population. Like, it's fun right. that there are other people out there that are yes. <laughs> as general as I am. <laughs> yeah, it's me. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. So I know one thing we kind of talked about was like forming connections with families. And as a business owner and a sole proprietor, like it's probably really important for you to not only connect with the clients, but also the families. Yes. I mean, not only is it continuity of my business Mm -hmm. um, with word of mouth. So someone saying, this is the therapist that you need for your child. Mm -hmm. Um, but it, to me, when there's, there's that connection, there's, it makes it more of, instead of me coming in to do a job, Mm -hmm. I am, we are working together as a team to help Mm -hmm. get to this, like part, this point that we want to get to. And so I've noticed that when I have a good rapport with families and the patient, obviously, that generalization of the skills that I work on happen more often, Mm -hmm. um, which leads to increased mastery of goals and getting closer to discharge. And, and it's also, it makes it more meaningful. It's not Mm -hmm. like, okay, Miss Lana's going to come in and she's going to do her thing. And then we're going to finish out the rest of the day and, you know, like do whatever. But it becomes more meaningful. And side note, I had a family that I worked with three of their kids. They have four. And I was working with three of them. Oh, wow. And this, the middle one discharged. So I was left with the bookends. Okay. So Mm -hmm. the oldest and the youngest. I was working with the youngest and the one who recently graduated. She was sitting at the table too. And the youngest said something and she made an articulation error, which was totally appropriate for her age. Right. But the older sister was like, wait, you need to say it this way. And she used like cues, hand signals and everything. And I'm like, yes, like she Uh even, you know, she was generalizing to her sibling, Mm -hmm. you know, with her knowledge that she had. So I think it's just, Yeah, it just becomes where you are the lead SLP, and then you have the parent SLP, and Mm -hmm. you have the sibling SLPs who help too. And then it just, you know, the the old saying, it takes a village. Oh, for sure. Mm -hmm. And I I believe in that wholeheartedly. Um, And, like, one thing I do, and I, I thank Carrie Ebert for this, um, she did an infographic, gosh, I think it was a couple of years ago, maybe even more than that, but she regularly reposts it and it talks about our job or our time mm-hmm. with the kids that we work with. Okay. And so she, in the post, she mentions that kids are awake for roughly 12 hours a day, mm-hmm. seven days a week. That's 84 hours a week that they're awake and have an opportunity for listening to and expressing language. Mm -hmm. And we get one of those hours 
at most a mm-hmm. week. And so what she did, hers was cooler than mine, but I'm on a budget and yeah. <laughs> I also travel. So she used white M&Ms. She got 83 white M&Ms in a bowl and then mm-hmm. got one red M&M. So we represent the, the red. Yeah. Everybody else represents the white. The parents, mm-hmm. the siblings, the teachers, the daycare workers, the grandparents. Mm-hmm. And so what I did, and I know that this is a podcast, but I got a cute little plastic oh, I love that. container. And my logo colors and my brand colors are blue and green. Mm-hmm. And so I got little mini blue pom-poms and one green one. Yeah, and that's so, so cute. At, thank you. At the initial evaluation, after I'm done talking about like all of this stuff and answering all the questions, I hand it to the parent and I say, Hey, can you do me a favor? I need you to find the green pom pom. Mm-hmm. And I look for a little while and then they find it and they go, okay. And I'm like, that's me. Yeah. Everything else is y'all and the school. And they're like, mm-hmm. Oh, and then yeah. it like clicks that I can only do so much. Mm-hmm. And yes, I have the knowledge, I have the experience, but I'm giving you the information too. Yes. So that way mm-hmm. I can provide that knowledge to you so that way you can implement it in just like little little breaks throughout the day. It doesn't have to be this like big old 30 minute session. Just mm-hmm. like in little bit of litty oh wow. Little <laughs> ditty. <laughs> moments throughout the day throughout the week and those add Mm -hmm. up yeah and so that's I Carrie Ebert if you're listening um I I absolutely love that idea and I give you credit Mm -hmm. and props each time I tell a parent they're like who's Carrie Ebert and I'm like you should know who she is but that's okay (laughs) (laughs) um and the other thing I do um is get them in the process at the beginning Mm mm-hmm so, yes, I do my assessment, but I always ask them, what are your concerns? Why, why am I here? Or even, like, when I'm on the phone with them doing a referral, what concerns do you have for your child? Why are you calling me? Yeah. And then, you know, they tell me all the things, so that way I know which assessments to bring. But mm-hmm. then at the end, I'll say, okay, this is what I see. What would you like me to add? What, what can I work on that mm-hmm. will be beneficial for you in the home? And then that gets them to start thinking because they're like, we just want them to talk better. Yeah. Okay. Be more specific. Do you want (laughs) them to be able to pronounce um, their Mm -hmm. sibling's name or do you want them to be able to know like all the objects that they ask for in the house? Mm -hmm. So that way they can tell you whether or not they want milk or juice. Yeah. And so like once you realize that you're not just paying this person to do a service, that mm-hmm. we're a team, I think it helps generalize skills and the efficiency and efficacy of what I do. Oh, 100%. Well, and I love, like, because, I mean, I love it. Like, I love telling the parents and being like, hey, I see them for 30 minutes a week. I'm not going to do a whole lot. Like, you guys are the teachers. Like, yeah. I'm going to be sending, like, home stuff explaining things that you can do like with all of my especially early intervention kiddos and like increasing language I'm like when you're cooking or like making them a snack or something you don't have to go out of your way to sit down and do flashcards like there's one family that was like we do flashcards for 30 minutes a day and I'm like you don't have to 
you can put those away. Maybe instead go and be like, oh, let's make a snack. Like, get the bowl and the spoon and the milk. Like, just all you have to do is add words to what you do on a daily basis. Or let's put on your shirts. Oh, put your hands up. Like, all these things. And I'm like, that's... I don't want to add more because, like, I know parents already do a lot at home and they don't I think it does get kind of scary when I think SLPs will sometimes just like send worksheets home or like these like full-on activities and I'm like that's good they probably help they support and it's great but like me personally like the amount of families I've talked to and like especially when I was in the school it was COVID So I was in everybody's homes and like I saw what actually was like able to get done and I'm like there's no way I'm sending worksheets home. For one, I mean there's some kids that full on are like send me all the worksheets. Yes. I'm going to spend all night doing them and I'm like here you go. (laughs) Yes. Yeah and what you were what you were relating to about you know instead of doing flashcards make it relevant to their activities of daily living. Mm-hmm. I've had parents ask me, what do we need to do in the meantime between evaluation and the first day you come to do therapy? And I said, yeah. pretend you live at Sesame Street. You mm-hmm. are going to narrate your life. Yeah. Okay, let's go to the store. Okay, we're getting in the cart. Ooh, look at those apples. Should we get a red apple? Should we get a green apple? <gasps> They're mm-hmm. both so juicy and pretty and big. Yeah. I mean, language is there opportunities are there and you know it just Mm -hmm. it just takes little snippets of time it's just kind of like those habits you know you just do it every so often for you know this little amount of time and it adds up oh for sure yeah I uh, and even environmental changes like that one day of like altering the environment to again like these early intervention kids it's like maybe those favorite snacks or whatever put them on a shelf a little higher where they can't reach it. Now you're providing them the opportunity to point to what they want or gesture. Maybe you're working on ASL signs and they're going to gesture more, point to it or sign whatever food they want. Um, Or, and then there's like some families that are like, Oh no, they're not going to do it. I'm like, well then give it a try. Yeah. Just try it out. You won't know until you won't know until you try. I'm like, if it doesn't work, like, you're not out. Like, I'm not you're asking not you out to buy, anything. like. You're not out money. You're not out time. And mm-hmm. those two things are in high demand. Yes. So, yeah. yes. I'm, I'm always so blown away. And it's, I think some of those parents, like, I wish, I'm going to now use that visual of, like, the pom-poms. Because yes. I think it's so amazing when you think about it. Because, like. Yeah, we can sit here and be like, oh, you guys are the most important. We're just support. And they were like, yeah, whatever. Like, you guys have the yeah. master's degrees or the doctorates or all these certifications. Like, you guys are the most important. But I think pulling out that container and being like, but this is me. Right. These are all the hours they're awake that they're learning because they're learning when you don't think they are. It's that immersion. They're constantly, mm-hmm. I mean, just like us, as, I mean, just human beings in general. We are constantly learning. There's always input, be it good, Mm -hmm. bad, or otherwise. And Mm so take advantage of those, those input opportunities. Definitely. Oh, for sure. And like one thing I think is really hard with these families that like screen time and uh, like putting songs on YouTube or whatever. I'm like, 
they're good. Like, they can be functional to an extent. Like, it's right. good that if they're, like, all kids should have screen time, I think, because, like, that's just where oh, we're going. Yeah. Like, Technology screens are going headed that direction. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. I can't tell them to take away the screens because then that means I should probably take away the screens if that's what I'm... Right. But I'm like, I like Schitt's Creek. Like, I like to watch these things and like... Practice what you preach. I play Nintendo Switch. (laughs) I have no shame. Yes. Yep. I'm like, you know, like I can't tell you no, your child can't have any screen time, but it's just like being very thoughtful of it. Of like, okay, like we can do like X amount of screen time and... It has to be more of like the educational videos, especially mm-hmm. at, I think, those younger ages where yes. they're learning so much, like, probably birth to, like, early mid-elementary, where it's just, like, yeah. everything's coming in, where it's, like, yeah, try to avoid, yes. like, Minecraft or, like, whatever. I mean, I guess they can, like, gain skills from Minecraft, but... I know. Right. Yeah. And it's also a time suck, because it's mm-hmm. not, like, a game that has a finite amount of time. Yeah. You have endless, mm-hmm. it's just like this running thing. So it's not like, okay, you do two levels of Super Mario Kart, and, yeah. and then we've got to put it up for the night. Because mm-hmm. they'll inevitably be in the middle of a Minecraft, like they're making something or whatever, and you're like, okay, time's up. And then that, in yeah. and of itself, is an issue because they're like, no, because I can't save it, and I have mm-hmm. to start all from scratch. And so, yeah, it, it's important to to weave in less screen time. I mean, like you said, screen time is important because Mm -hmm. that's where technology is. Like what would we have done during quarantine Mm -hmm. without technology? So we understand it's important, but there's a time and a place for everything. Oh, for sure. And I think now, like, and I think maybe this is one thing that COVID kind of molded us to being is like now a kid's fussy, like give them a screen or now oh, they're not tied to that activity, well, here's the phone, or whatever it is, and it's, like, that gets tricky, like, I have a family right now where, like, they're potty training, and uh, mom was, like, yeah, like, to get her to sit and focus on the potty, she gets the phone, so now, like, when I went there, I was there for 30 minutes, and uh, this child went to the bathroom, like, six times, and, like, would cry, because, like, that's the place where she gets the phone, and I'm like, I mean, at least, like, she's correlating that. And, like, now you right. have the ability to, like, get her to vocalize, to, like, want something. Right. But also, it's not super functional. <laughs> no. No. Like, because because then, instead of, okay, I do what I need to do and then get off, it's, mm-hmm. I'm just going to sit here and yeah. this is really entertaining. And wait, what was I supposed to be in here doing? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, you're on the right track. But, I mean, like, I don't know a ton about potty training either. So, like, I can't tell her, like. I can't either. I don't think that's a good idea. Or, yeah, go for it. I'm like. I have no knowledge. (laughs) I have none. And she's like, it gets her to sit. And I'm like, okay, then good. All right. Maybe. Then, yes. Like, here's how to add language into that. Like, if she's going in, now let's teach her the sign for the phone. (laughs) Or a sign that she needs to go to the bathroom. put it on a timer, and then when the timer goes off, it turns off the phone. Or, you know, if it's Mm -hmm. an iPad, like, guided access, and then she has to ask for more. Or, or, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is is there anything, like, in your practice that you kind of swear by that you tell families? Like, these are good ways to carry over, like articulation like what would be oh, yes. good activities to kind of carry yes. over in the home life 
Yeah. So what I what I've done recently um, is I just I go back and forth because like the more research that comes out, you know, you just mm-hmm. adapt, and you know, it's kind of like Survivor. What are the three things for? I can't remember. My husband would be so ashamed. <laughs> Well, no, that's different because that's outwit, outlive, outplay. But it's, you know, like you have to Mm. survive. You have to adapt. You constantly have Mm. to adapt, right? Because new research comes out and you can't just like keep doing what we were doing in 1972 and, you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So before it was the, okay, here's your Weber Jumbo Arctic drill book page. And here are the things and you're going to do it five times and you're going to bring it back. And yay. Uh Um, But what I've done recently is, okay, say, for example, I will pick a patient that I had over the summer. I'm his interim therapist during the summer just because of Mm. his availability and mine don't mesh well during Mm -hmm. the school year. And um, so, like, we just hit the ground running when I come, and we can do, like, up to 60 to 100 trials depending on the session. But Mm -hmm. what I'll tell mom – And dad is give me a list of 10 power words, 10 words that they use consistently, that the patient, the child uses consistently in the home, that they misarticulate that we can work on with what we're working on right now. Mm, mm -hmm, Like, because obviously if it's a three-year-old, we're not going to be working on R. Yeah. Um, But, you know, things like that. And so then I will either, depending on their level of interest, either make like symbol cards Mm -hmm. or my kids are orthographic. And so I'll write okay. it out and then we will practice those words at the end of the session or we'll mm-hmm. use those for the multiple trials. Like you have to say your brother's name 10 times, you know, like we're going to practice it because it has your sound in it. Mm-hmm. Um, or I'll get a list of those words and then, you know, again, just like the pictures, icons, like a, a vertical yeah. strip or even shoot, just get a post-it note. And just scribble them on there, slap it on the mirror. After they brush their teeth, they have to say those words three times. Or put it on the refrigerator while we are eating breakfast in the morning or while we're getting ready for dinner. Say those words. Or at bath time. And this is not related to Arctic necessarily, but I have a patient who has multiple siblings. Um, He's one of five. And... <gasps> and <laughs> crazy five, five under six and three are triplets oh good golly oh yeah. poor parents yeah <laughs> that, they have a lot on their plate yeah they do and mom was like liana how like i want them to understand like the steps to take mm-hmm. for taking a shower and so what i did is i hopped on my communicator five which is a program on the Toby Dynavox mm, yeah. um, speech generating devices. And I got symbols. I told mom, I said, okay, give me a list. Like, how do you do what you do? And mm-hmm. what do you call the things that you watch? Yeah. Because do you want it to be relevant? And so mm-hmm. I made the thing and then I hard laminated it. And then she taped it to the shower wall. Yeah. That's and amazing. so, and, and she has to do... Like it's basically an assembly line with the kids, but they know. So then they have one like over in one area about how to don and doff their clothes, take on and take off their clothes. Mm-hmm. And then they hop in the shower and they, they do the thing. 
And it's just like, it's little things like that, that you Mm. like parents are like, Oh my gosh, why didn't I think of that? Well, see, that's my job. (laughs) My job is to think of the thing to make your life easier and Mm -hmm. integrate these things to where, like you were saying, they already have enough on their plate. You know, they're trying to rear human beings. Uh So if I can just make something quick and easy for you just to like put in to your day, that's great. I've got a language kid and the mom, I brought a preposition activity. It's like a real cute lakeshore thing. Mm -hmm. And mom was like, oh my gosh, you need to buy that. I'm like, no, you don't. Yeah. No, you don't. We are going to get his transformer mm-hmm. and we're going to tell him to hide it under the chair. We are going to tell him to sit it in the chair. We are going to tell him to put it behind the chair. Yeah. Same. You're, you're working on the same concept. You're getting the engagement by having mm-hmm. a mat- or a tool that he enjoys and you're getting the job done and it's fun. Yeah. It's like playing hide and seek. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, those, like you were saying, those things, those little things to make their lives easier that you can just seamlessly integrate mm-hmm. into their routine. And then it doesn't seem like, oh my gosh, the speech therapist wants me to do this. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of what people expect from us. Because I mean, even like in our evaluations, like you were saying, like at the end, it's like, yeah, here are my observations of it. And here's what we could work on. But is that functional for you? Like, my dementia patient right now is like, okay, like, yeah, her short-term memory and her recall isn't that great, but is that something we need to work on? Like, what are things that you want to do? And they're like, oh, we just want her to communicate or whatever. And I'm like, okay, well, she communicates, like, her basic wants and needs, like, when presented. She's not going to walk up to someone and be like, hey, let's have a conversation. Right. And uh, let's now focus in on, like, activities. Like, does she want to participate in bingo? with all the other residents she wants to talk on the phone and can't do that or something like that that we could kind of work towards and theirs is like we want to be able to go out to eat and like go to lunch or go out to a restaurant so I'm like great pull up some menus let's practice like ordering going through the steps and like getting through like I can sit here every once in a while I'll do like a memory task just to kind of like work on that but I'm like okay right this is functional and like this is what you want to do in the next couple weeks so like we're gonna work on it and I think that's so important that and like you said too like asking the parents like all right what words are they having trouble with at home like Mm -hmm. and now it's not just I mean we have the knowledge but it's not just us being like you guys need to do x y and z so that your child gets to this point it's like how are we working together like if you give me information, I will provide you with like resources, more information or whatever, like you're Yes. And then I also Mm -hmm. like collaborating if the opportunity presents itself, like some of my kids are school age and they receive speech therapy in school. Now I understand it's different, you know, the Mm -hmm. educational model versus the, what I'm considered to be a medical model. Um, Mm -hmm. but like, okay, say for example, I was working with, um, a child who's working on R and I was trying so hard to get that R. And then mm-hmm. I got the consent form signed to talk to the school speech therapist and vice versa. And mm-hmm. I said, okay, what are you doing that's working? Yeah. How are you able to? And she's like, oh, I give him this cue and then he nails it every time. Yeah. And I'm like, great. 
because mm-hmm. if we're not all on the same page, I could be teaching a strategy, they could be teaching a strategy, and the kid is confused. Mm-hmm. And so that's going to delay yeah. progress even more because they're like, okay, well, when I'm with this speech therapist, I have to do it this way. When I'm at home, I can do whatever I want to. And then when I go to this, this speech therapist comes to my house, I have to do it her way while she's mm-hmm. here. Yeah. So, yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. And I mean, even coming from like the school, it's like how many teachers know what the kids are doing? Like, yes, they go into like the IEPs and like they go sit through those, but how much are they like, there's some, especially when you go into like the smaller classrooms that's the self-contained classrooms yes. where they have like 15 kids that all have IEPs like and each IEP has everything like all, all the curriculum yeah yes. and it's like how do they know so it's like that's when the collaboration comes into effect where you're like okay like I'm taking little Johnny and we're working on this sound or we're working on increasing like language and being able to kind of do that with them too like here's how to easily just like slip Mm -hmm. it in to help with that one goal like maybe we're working on four goals back in the speech therapy room but like this one he's super close to getting so if we can get like more people like he'll make that one in the next month or so and that's the thing too like I've had some moms who are like okay what goals do we need to work on give me a list I'm like wait I want to make sure that that kid can say that sound confidently before I recommend anything Mm -hmm. because I don't want them to say it wrong. And then you get frustrated and be like, no, you're not paying attention. You need to say it this way. And then the kid gets frustrated and then nothing happens. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, just hold on. I love your gusto. Just give me a minute. Let's, let's get some continuity and consistency. Then I will give you some recommendations and it's Mm -hmm. not going to be like this humongous thing you need to do. It'll be like, Hey, when he's calling his puppy Sparky, make sure that S comes out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nice and simple. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I love that piece of advice too. And like, obviously we're sitting here promoting, like connect with the families, talk with them. Like, But there's also a point where it's like, if that child can't say S whatsoever, it's going to be very hard to go home and be like, all right, like, make sure they say the S. And if they don't do these four things and like, right now, that's a little too much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we want to make it seamless, want to make it easy. So in the meantime, just keep doing what you're doing. I will do my thing. And when when we're ready to move that into generalization, I will let you know. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I guess I never, I don't know, I'm probably, I've done it, probably done it before. Like, oh, when they're working on this sound, like, do this with their mouth and whatever. Like, (laughs) I've probably done that. Um, I've done it too. I still do it. Yeah. I still do it. And I have to catch myself because then they're like, they'll come back and go, well, you know, we tried to work on the things and I'm like, okay, that was my bad. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Uh, Backtrack, forget everything I said. Let's just, let's try this. And what I really enjoy is when parents, and I know this doesn't, this isn't the case for everybody, but when parents have the opportunity to sit in on the sessions, yeah, world of difference, mm-hmm. human, or even if they're in the kitchen listening while they're making dinner and yeah. me and kid are doing our speech thing, mm-hmm. because then they overhear like, oh, that's how Leanna got him yes. to elicit that. Or, oh my gosh, that's it. Why didn't I think of that? 
Mm-hmm. And then it lets them start thinking. So this is a post that I promised was going to be out in August, a blog post. It's coming eventually. It's in my brain. It's, it's, it's working out, its way out. But it's, it's getting there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is about how you don't have, like, it's going to be, I'm going to tease the blog. It's going to be 20 things that you can do to work on speech stuff at home. Mm-hmm. And it's like the thing with the transformer in the chair, things yeah. like that. And then like for a memory game, one of my kids was working on memory. Okay. So she was working on executive functioning and we were playing a game because, you know, turn taking and rule following and, you know, start to finish. So we were playing a memory game and the mom's like, oh my gosh, I wish we had that, but that's just so expensive. Mm -hmm. I went to the dollar store. I got two copies or two boxes of flashcards, the first word flashcards and a pencil box. Yeah. And I came the next day. I'm like, there's your memory game. And she said, what? I said, yeah, it is like a big floor version, but Mm -hmm. the the girl loved it and it was her own. And then she practiced it when I wasn't there because it was entertaining. It was easy. Mm -hmm. It was, it was functional because it was vocabulary in her environment, you know, because like flower, ball, cat, things Mm -hmm. like that. And it also had the words on it. So working on phonics. Yeah. You know, all of these little things. And the parents are like, oh, my gosh, why didn't I think of that? And that's not your job. That's my job. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> We're supposed to be the creative ones, like, yeah, help we, you out with yes. the stuff at home. And flashcards are fine to an extent. But it's, like, when I go into, like, home, especially going to homes, and, like, everyone's like, oh, look at what my kid can do. And, like, they're just, like, listing, like, the flashcards, like, after mom says it or something. And I'm like, yeah, um that's not really what we're looking for but like right. I love this year trying um but it's like there's always like those kinds of flashcards in like the dollar section at the store and like if you get like yes. two of those then you yes. have like a matching activity like and okay, you have a matching like, activity you can play to go fish uh-huh um I mean just and then you can even categorize them okay mm-hmm. I want you to find all of the animals okay let's yeah. find all the things that are blue mm-hmm. um all the yeah. things that are small and there's just so many opportunities. And, and, and again, it's not the parent's responsibility. They're mm-hmm. raising tiny human beings. Yeah. We're the ones that give them the ideas, again, to seamlessly integrate those techniques in an easy and fun way. So that way, kids don't see it as work. Mm-hmm. Oh, when for... they don't see it as work, then it just, <laughs> it just comes so well. Yeah, I mean, like, especially at home, like, you don't, I mean, I know schools right now, like, there's so much, like, homework, like, being sent home, and then there's other curriculums, like, okay, you're gonna read, or, like, do the chapter I had, like, way back in high school, yeah, high school, I think, I had, like, a math class that they were trying out this new thing of, like, you do the chapter the night before, and then class time is, like, doing the homework, and uh, having the teacher there to ask questions, and I'm, like, yeah. I get it. Like, I get the system, but, like, the fact that I'm, like, teaching myself this the night before via, like, a reading book chapter and slideshows, like, it's just not super functional. Like, I don't learn that way. Like, some people might, and good for them. Yes! I'm, like, it's just too much work outside. Like, (laughs) I don't want to teach myself this. But We We need to adopt the Netherlands school system, how they do things, because they don't do homework. Mm -hmm. They just 
don't. Or have everyone pick their own book and have like little book clubs in English class or whatever it might oh, be. Oh, oh my gosh, that's such and, a cute idea. Yeah, I I love book clubs, so I'm always an yes. advocate of like putting book my, clubs wherever. <laughs> my best friend is a librarian, and last year she was able to do um, a book like the, the way the schedule worked out. She was mm-hmm. able to do um, book club with the fifth graders. Oh, that's and amazing. they would like come come do library like lunch in the library and they would do like they would have their book club meeting oh that's so cute yes <laughs> yes anyway yeah that's... especially I feel like that's I mean we were talking to like elementary is just like that sweet spot of like you're yes. still teaching them and kind of like forming them into their little human beings but like yes. they also are a person and like you can sit and like converse with them and yes. they can tell you all about the life outside of school and and oh, they're I'm... so imaginative and creative mm-hmm. and I'm not I mean I am in the speech <laughs> sense but you get me in front of a box of Legos without the directions on how to create mm-hmm. something and I am lost yeah I'm like here's a I tower oh cool let's see yeah, how high I can like, put it Look, I made a spaceship. How? How did you do that? They're like, well, I just added this and this. Oh, look, I, I'm going to, one of my kids the other day, he was like, look, I'm going to make a, a a vehicle for us. Okay, look, I, it's going to, I'm going to have a seat for you up top. It's going to be like a double decker thing, but mm-hmm. you need a bug shield. So that way you don't get bugs. So I'm going to put this here. What? That's amazing. Oh my gosh. Like, mm, It's yeah, like, who even thinks about that? Things. Like, very thoughtful you actually took me into consideration I yeah. sincerely appreciate that but you did not want bugs <laughs> in my face <laughs> I love that yeah they're one of my she's like one of my first kiddos in the school like one of the first sessions and kind of like you're saying like therapy it shouldn't be like therapy like okay we're going to speech therapy it's like it should be fun it should be that we're teaching them this like I know in graduate school I was kind of like oh, do I make this fun and have them enjoy it? Or do I do the therapy techniques? Like, it was kind of like that middle ground of, like, I guess I'll do a game and do this. But it's, like, you really can, like, insert anything into games. And, like, I do think that when the kids go to therapy, they shouldn't be like, oh, I'm going to work at speech therapy. It's like, I'm going to play a game. Like, I'm going to do this. And, like, Yashi talks to me and, like, has me do these different things, but, like, it's overall really fun. Like, one of right. my little kiddos, we started off, and it was, like, very first session, she was our tech, so I'm, like, the first session, we're just gonna talk, and then I'm, we were on screen, so I'm on the side, like, writing down, like, okay, this sounds hard, this sound, let's tally, like, and see what's going on, and uh, so she was bringing out her poly pocket, or not poly pockets, um, the little, like, horses um, my little pony my little ponies yep she's like can I go get my my little ponies and I was like sure so she like runs off to her bedroom and like comes and brings them back and she's like showing them all to me the names what they do who they're related to these two are sisters whatever and like halfway through she's like I love this speech therapy and I was like yeah and she's like I don't have to work. And I was like, oh, uh-huh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, you're not working at all talking about your My Little Pony. Yeah. All of that. <laughs> then, yeah. then she goes into like, oh, I knew we were going to be best friends from the start. And I was like, Aww. okay, you're adorable. 
But unfortunately, next week, like, we'll have to do a little bit more. Like, Right. Just We're going to just add some stuff while we're doing all the fun stuff. Yep. <laughs> so I'm like, hopefully I'm still the best after that. But I mean, it was a good transition. Like, I, I think I got to be, like, second to, I don't know, hey, to someone else. And I'm like, it's that's fine. That's not bad. That's I'm still bad. up there. Like, <laughs> you're, you're still top ten. That, yeah. That's saying a lot. Oh, gosh. For sure. Well, that's a wrap. Thanks for stopping by. Don't forget to follow It's All Speechy on Instagram at It's All Speechy. Reach out here if you have any questions or topic recommendations that you would like to talk or learn about. Also, follow the podcast on your preferred platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, to get notified of new episodes being dropped. And give a rating of five stars, preferably, if you enjoyed these episodes. Lastly, check out our Patreon to find more information and resources And you get to ask upcoming guests questions that you're dying to get answered. Thank you all again, and I look forward to seeing you again next time.